welcome to Return to Oz Minute. We're the podcast that's analyzing the 1985 film Return to Oz one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm not a crazy doctor. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear it. Uh, I'll let you introduce yourself later because I know you have more to say on this, but... For those listening at home, first of all, welcome back. I hope you had a great holiday. Today we're going to be talking about Minute 10, which starts with Dorothy continuing her story about what happened to the ruby slippers and how she got home from Oz. And it ends 60 seconds later with the doctor pointing out the face on his electrical marvel machine. All right. Mike Carlucci, take us away. All right. Uh... So we had a large discussion about Cottonwood Falls and Franklin and signs and names and got me to thinking, did I really miss that they said the town was Cottonwood Falls? Because uh, we, we looked in the script and it had the sign, uh, or the script described a sign for Cottonwood Falls. And as it turns out, in the shooting script, uh, and Tim does say, I'm taking her to Cottonwood Falls in the morning. Uh, but in our version here, uh, the seventh edition, she does not say that. Uh, instead, a sign points out that they've arrived in Cottonwood Falls after they go through Franklin. So, And she said earlier, like, I'm taking her to town in the morning. Yes, right? I will take her into town. Is that, okay. So, somewhere between draft seven and shooting script, the sign was replaced with just saying Cottonwood Falls. Franklin is still included uh, for no reason. For you. For you. (laughs) And me. Franklin's included because, hey, people in other Franklins will be like, hey, shout out. Not to my town, but to my name. (laughs) <laughs> oh man if we would just want to break all copyright infringement we should play paramore's franklin whenever it comes up <laughs> little music cue um <laughs> all right so we have made it to cottonwood falls we have made it into the doctor's office he's not being confrontational he's asking her questions he's listening to her story He's being fairly non-judgmental, but you can kind of tell he's not really having it. And um, he's about to get terrifying. Spoiler alert for people who were afraid of machines at the doctors as a kid. I think this might be my favorite little kid thing that Feruza Balk has done so far. If you watch her face in the seconds between when the doctor asks her what happened to the ruby slippers and when she tells him she lost them. That's every little kid who's like, I don't want to say it, but I know I have to say it. Oh, God. And she even looks at Aunt Em and Aunt Em's like, go ahead. And she's like, oh, crap. (laughs) Except she doesn't say crap because it's a Disney movie. But it's a really good bit of acting, I think. I I think watching her face shows a lot of what's going on, and I related to it quite a bit. 
Yeah, it's the first time someone really is calling her out. Uh, Aunt Em just said it's nonsense, but with the doctor, it's like, are you sure this is your story? This is what you want to go with, right? <laughs> okay, kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell it for you. If, if, if you want this nonsense out there, go ahead. Now a doc, now a medical professional, possibly licensed. Uh, one of those degrees hanging on the wall. Probably give him some legitimacy. And for those who haven't watched this movie in a long time or are trying to listen to the minutes before watching it, hey, what are you doing? Watch the minutes. But uh, she was telling him about her adventures in Oz. He was questioning it quite a bit. And then he asked how she got home. And this minute is the end of her explaining, well, I put on these ruby slippers, you click your heels and you say, there's no place like home. And he's just like, he's got this look on his face like, okay, okay. Again, like you said, like, all right, kid, if this is your story, you say so. And then he says, what happened to the ruby slippers? And that's when she starts her like, oh, I lost them moment. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's rough. She doesn't want to say she lost them. She feels kind of bad about it. She knows she has no proof. I'm sure, looking at her face, like, she knows everyone in this room thinks she is making this up. And she's not. She's so, like, this isn't fair. <laughs> but I forget where I was going with that. I'm so, I'm so distracted. It's just... This doctor's trying to do, be the nice guy. And I know he's not. It's very conflicting. It's a little bit of a good cop, bad cop. Well, the, the we haven't really met the bad cop yet. No, although he does kind of set that up because when she when he questions her, she looks at Aunt M like, "Do I really need to do this?" So he's kind of setting it up like, "All right, I'm going to listen nicely to your story because your aunt's clearly had enough of it." I don't know. His, uh, when he stands up and walks around the desk, we get to see that he has a coat to rival Aunt M's. He is very snazzily dressed. So, in the, in the script, uh, the description of him is a, a bearded man with an amused expression. Uh, and when we first meet the doctor it's a little bit different first we meet the nurse and the nurse brings them uh brings them in uh dr worley says good afternoon mrs blue and you must be dotty and then aunt m says uh. dorothy and then he says ah yes dorothy of course so that feels like a freudian slip you must be dotty like you must be crazy yeah no just me. You're too distracted by. Mrs. Well, I'm I'm more with Mrs. <laughs> Blue. So on the uh, you know Garnet family tree is her name Garnet Blue. So she's Red Blue, and this is M M no. Blue. Did they go yes. by a code name? 
Am I completely no, missing 1890s? Blue would have to be Henry's last name. Oh, jeez. It would have to be a Henry, Mr. and Mrs. Henry Blue, M. Blue, sister of Garnet, who the heck knows? Garnet Gale? Either her. Well, that's my theory. I am convinced that, like, Garnet offloaded her uh, out of wedlock offspring on her, you know, state. I don't want to say stable. That's implying something I'm not. But, you know, the the dependable sister. (laughs) Stable. They have a farm. I get it. I get you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But your, your theory was that. Or, I, I don't know where you landed. I know one possibility was that Dorothy was a foster who maybe wasn't related to them at all. Or, if you're going really Blake, I did enjoy the they kidnapped baby Dorothy <laughs> idea. Uh, yeah, I'm, Just in case you want to make this a little darker. <laughs> I'm not sure where Dorothy comes from, but I, I am... Definitely of the belief that her parents are killed in a tornado. That's like, that's just not going away. Oh my god, I'm just getting it now. Uh, Dorothy Gale. Gale is a storm. Mrs. Blue, sister Garnet. There's there's something going on here with these names, mm-hmm. and it is probably out well out of the purview of the movie Return to Oz, but. Dorothy Gale gets picked up by a tornado, part of a storm. Mrs. Blue, her sister is Garnet, which is red. The ruby slippers were red, but those aren't in the book. So that's just a side story. Uh, I really hope there's someone at home who put together Dorothy Gale like as a kid who's just screaming at their computer right now like, Of course! But this has been a day of revelations for us. <laughs> I can't believe I never thought of it until now. <laughs> it's your turn to have your mind blown. The tables have turned. Well, we did say, so nowhere in this movie, though, that's just in the script. Her name's not Mrs. Blue. There's no way that's on M's right name, right? I don't know. I mean, what? Where did the doctor come up with it? Maybe... Aren't they supposed to be Gales, too? I thought it was M and Henry Gale. I'm going to the internet. M and Henry Gale. Henry and M. Gale. Aunt M... I do love that the uh, Wikipedia for Aunt and M has relatives unnamed Australians, parentheses, in-laws, because in the sequels, this doesn't actually happen in the books, this whole thing with the doctor. It's that Henry and Dorothy are going to Australia to visit family. So I, I really enjoy unnamed Australians. Unnamed. Sure. Mm-hmm. While we're, while we're here, 
uh, Aunt M, according to IMDB, so for the movie, has no last name. Her name is Aunt M. Uh, she was played by Piper Laurie, and she is still alive. She's going to be in White Boy Rick, playing Grandma Verna Wershey uh, in 2018. She's been in Snapshots in 2017. Bad Blood, Another Harvest Moon. I've never heard of any of this. Uh, she was in an episode of Cold Case. There we go. Heard of that. She was in Law & Order SVU. She played Dorothy Rudd. So that's obviously a reference. What? Obviously a reference. Mm -hmm. uh, she was in an episode of Will & Grace. Two episodes of Frasier. She doesn't have a last name on the Oswickia, which you'd think would absolutely have bothered, you know, like that, that's what they do. They, they just come up with some sort of last name or name for things that didn't have names. Yeah, she does not have a last name. Okay, so so we'll we'll have to wait for the Oz expanded universe to name her. Listener society, people of the flying sofa, get on it. <laughs> I guess we could go with this blue nonsense, but we'll see. I would be curious to see what people come up with as the reason for her name being Mrs. Blue, since apparently all names mean something in this universe. We can't, uh, what's the, what's the name? Not Rick Rollett, but the Tucker-ization thing. The names. Oh, Chris Tucker. The talented actor oh. who was in That's Rush Hour with Jackie Chan. And you know it. <sighs> Jackie Chan was in Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon. Oh, boy. All right. Well... I can't put it off any longer. We have started to reach the point of the movie that makes Tierney's tummy hurt. He says, This electrical marvel will make it possible for you to sleep again and also get rid of all those bad waking dreams that you've been telling me about. And I was a kid who liked to make up stories. <laughs> I don't like this story. <laughs> I don't like the idea that little kids are going to have to deal with electrical marvels because they tell stories and have bad dreams and such. I don't like it at all. It's going to get worse. Ugh. But I, I have to give credit where credit is due. The machine is a beautiful prop. It looks great. I love the glass cover that he like completely removes. That felt very... I don't know if it's a late 1800s thing, but it just felt, you know, like an old clock. You have to swing the glass out of the way to wind it. Or there definitely were like machines where it's just that's the glass cover. You got to keep the dust out. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very, very intriguing design. You know what? It actually reminds me of when you take the case off a... Des a tower, a desktop, a computer tower, 
and like the first time you get to see all the stuff inside that's kind of what this is like because you're getting to see all the gears and gauges and keys and stuff in it yeah it's uh it's kind of like in, in Kansas where we ha we have the actual technology and then we move into into steampunk. Well, it's not really steampunk, but I'm sure there are crazy steampunk interpretations of it. In my in my uh return to Oz, it would be that Oz would be all steampunk. In fact, my my Wizard of Oz should my with my uh, the Mike Carlucci helmed Wizard of Oz production would be Steampunk World, and it would be fantastic. Yeah. Half Steampunk, half Robopunk, like Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. I feel like a little of that goes a long way, but that's how I feel about Steampunk. Maybe a little Golden Compass. I want big shiny I, I dirigibles. It's important to know what you want in life. Good for you. <laughs> no, I I always come at it more from the like tech side of it. I I don't mind a little steampunk, but a little goes a long way for me. I prefer relating him to like a machine. Well, I can't even say a machine because obviously that goes with steampunk. But you know what I mean, like like an eighties like like war games over sky captain whatever thing you just said. Um, yeah, I'd rather have a B-17 than a dirigible. The first half of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Beautiful. Oh, those movies looked great. They just... Actually, I, I can't critique them because I really like those. Um, <laughs> they, they don't hold up. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, and if you read the a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen graphic novels, thinking you'll have fun like you did watching the movie. Just just forewarning, you will have a lot of fun up until all of a sudden you're having no fun. <laughs> because graphic, graphic novel. All I'm going to say. All right, anyway. <laughs> this machine, the doctor says, looks like it has a face. So maybe he is also into the Robopunk steampunk look. That's where he's going with these eyes and nose that he points out. What do you think? This is your. This is way more your realm than mine. I should just sit back. <laughs> I. I mean, at this point, I'm. I'm kind of wondering: was this intentional? Like, does he normally treat children, or is this the machine he built? And now he's got a kid instead of an adult, and he's like, "Uh, this is the first thing that's coming to my mind." Dude, look at these <laughs> eyes, look at this tongue, look at this nose. It's totally going to work, I promise you. She's a kid. I, I Kids are impressionable. She'll buy it. Well, I think he's trying to make it less scary. And I have to... So, I believe that he just built this machine. And then afterwards was like, okay, fine. Because, you know, really, we're going to see. He's worked with kids before, at least one. So I think maybe he came up with this little spiel like, all right, when I'm helping kids, this is what I say to make it less intimidating. But he's not fooling me. No. <laughs> he is right, though. Once he points out, like, it looks like a face. 
you you see the face because humans are impressionable like that or open to suggestion i don't know which is the preferred way of saying that but yep i i see the face it just doesn't make me hate this any less (laughs) i kind of like that it's a machine that is funneling electricity and it's so i mean it's 1899 so it would be uh but it's so it's it's so non-industrial it's it's wood it's glass it's i mean i guess glasses well glass is a long history but even though it has all these gears and knobs it's it you know it it looks like something your grandparents could have like 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 the clock it's just Mm-hmm. It's a fixture that you could see in your house, and you'd be like, "Oh, there, there's the the, the what's I'm gonna call it? There's the whirly gig." <laughs> uh, it it it's very friendly, even if it wasn't designed for children. It does come across as yeah. kind of a nice house machine. Yeah, I'm sticking with this. He designed the machine, and then was like, "Oh, I know what I can do for the kids. I can say it's a face. Perfect." Although I also do, I, I'm enjoying the mental image of him building the machine and like trying different gauges in different places and then being like, well, if I put these both up here, they can look like eyes. Yeah. From a, from a user uh, experience perspective, Mm -hmm. this is a horrible design. (laughs) Like you're reaching all across it. It's not intuitive at all. Constantly. Like it's. I'm, I'm, imagine if you had to deal with uh, with a computer that you know that was laid out like that. Imagine if your keyboard were spread out among an area twice as large, and instead of you know QWERTY and uh, similar keys being lumped together, uh, important keys were purposely on opposite ends. So it looked friendly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could have a keyboard with a smile. Humans love smiles, and it could be the shape of like half of a watermelon. But <laughs> this is slightly off topic. But you've heard about um, in pictures and show houses and stuff how clocks are always set to ten after ten, so it forms a smile. That's supposed to like put people in a better psychological state to buy things. I've never heard that. Or to not, or to be happy, or to not be sad. I don't know exactly how far that science claims to go, but supposedly that's why. Like like show clocks are always set to that. It's the friendly way. Wait, what? I don't know. You mean a clock with hands? Or yeah. Ten of ten, so nine fifty. No, 10 after oh, 10. Oh, 10 after 10. So pointing to the 10 and 2 makes a smile. Okay, so if you Google 1010 clock, uh, you do kind of see that there are people who have added eyes. and <laughs> Yeah. So I guess 8 820 is apparently a frown. Okay. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
Do you have anything else about this particular minute now that I've distracted you? I know I'm going to spend a lot more time looking at clocks now. <laughs> well, at least for the next couple days, you're going to find yourself checking it to see if like in backgrounds and stuff, what things are set to. Um, I guess we had mentioned before the flying sofa. If you are completely confused about what that is, it is our listener society on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook and search for Return to Oz Minute, you can like our main page and you can join us in our listeners group. And if you have any crazy clock or machine things you want to show off, that would be the place to do it. You can also find us on Twitter at OzMinute and at our website, returntoozminute.com. Or for the uh, <laughs> strong of spirit, weogtiogpiog.com. Uh, spelled how it sounds. More or less. And don't worry, you're missing out on anything. They take you to the same website. So that is where you can find out about us, find links to past episodes. So if you've discovered this and need to get caught up, there are back episodes there. You can. You should also be subscribing to us in your podcatcher of choice. And if you like us and want to give us a review on iTunes or something like that, that would be lovely. All right, I guess that uh, that wraps up the minute. Deep breaths. We're going to get through this week together, all of us. All right, I will see you guys tomorrow. Weog. Teog. Piog. Piog.